Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever, and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am your ever so grateful host, Amy Brooks. Back again, here we are. Today I am gonna truly open myself up to to be a divine channel I want to see what comes through, maybe with some card pulls. I just want to really be spontaneous this episode. I do have some things to talk about, but I'm also going to allow things to flow. After all, that's the whole reason I created this podcast, was to talk when inspired and to allow myself to be in flow. So I've been receiving a ton of feedback about some of the more recent, um, or sorry, at the time of this podcast, they will be past episodes, but I have been batch recording. That's how inspired I've been. I've been batch recording. I've got like three or four sitting in limbo waiting to be published. So, you know, really, really, really exciting. I just looked down. It was one, one, one on my little clock here. (sighs) Divine support. Um, But yeah, I've been receiving so much feedback from some of my earlier podcasts. Episode five, episode six seems like it's really hitting people all about being decisive. Um, And yeah, I, I decided today, actually, speaking of being decisive, I decide I've been you catching myself using that language much more often and just like naturally like not consciously thinking about saying it I just like I decide I decide I've just been saying it and I and I I always smile after I catch myself saying it because it's like oh it's starting to sink in it's starting to happen um yeah there's been some changes in my world I feel I've been feeling some shifts energetically for sure I've been hearing that you guys do too we're still in the whole getting our house ready to sell um, and, uh, I'm still moving through that fear-based thinking. It's still popping up from here to, from time to time here and there, but I will say it's happening less often and for less time. So I believe it was in episode seven, I talked about checking in with yourself, like, when it comes to things you're, whether you're actively healing it or not, checking in with yourself is so important because when we're in it, like when we're doing something, I think I shared the example in, in one of the earlier episodes about like, say you're on like a a fitness journey and you are working out, you know, you're drinking all your water, you're eating really well, and maybe you're not noticing that you are losing weight, but everybody else around you is like, whoa, right? But it can happen so slowly for us that we're not aware of just how big it is. And this is just one example, but this shows up in in so many different areas of our life, including healing. So when you're actively healing, 
you don't really notice just how much you've changed and how much you've grown. I guess it's similar to like learning, right? And studying. Think about if whether or not you're in school now or not. Think about the days when you were, you know, like doing all that work all term, right? Uh, and then you're able to write the exam and you did really well because you retained all that information. And the exam is that signpost to go, yeah, like this is how much you've learned. Great job right? So it's the same thing. Like you might not notice how much you're healing during the healing process until there's some sort of little signpost or barometer for you to go, ah, okay. So we can create that signpost for ourselves with a little check-in. We can remind ourselves. I mean, there's no shame in scheduling a check-in in your calendar, right? Where once a week, once a day, once a month, whatever fits you, you're like, check in with yourself, right? Reflect, journal. These are really good, good tools for you to use. All this to say that when you are in the process of healing, you don't always know how much you've healed, right? So for instance, the case of me trying to move through the fear and the doubts and the what ifs and the uncertainties with our upcoming move, I checked in with myself this morning actually, on the day of this recording, I checked in with myself and I realized that although those what ifs and doubts and uncertainties are still around from time to time, they're not happening as often and I am not getting caught in the loop, right? The worry loop. You know how this happens. I'm, I know you know the worry loop right? Where you're like, oh, one thing sparks another, sparks another. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I've been sitting here worrying about this for the last hour. And now I'm spiraling. The reaction time, meaning how long I stay in that worry loop is decreasing. This is hardcore evidence that I am moving through the fear. Okay. And if I wasn't intentionally checking in with myself, that would be lost. I probably would not, in, in lost in the sense that, not that it wouldn't matter, but it would be lost on me that I was actually healing. It's a really good check-in so that you're, you keep motivated. You can start to see the results. When it comes to things like healing, it's like, when would you see the results of your healing other than the times that you're put in a position where maybe you're triggered or... You know, there's an example uh, experience of something that um, would have caused a certain reaction with you before and it doesn't now. Right. Um, but we can be proactive with that. We can we can check in with ourselves. So spirit has been bringing honing this in for me lately. And I really feel like sharing it because I feel like it's good guidance. Check in for those signposts, whether it is to do with your uh, your healing right? Whether it's it went some, a goal that you're working on, whether it is maybe you're on a, um, a fitness, a lifestyle kind of change. Regardless, check in with yourself more often, please. Okay, spirit, we will, we will, we will. Um, so I've been doing, at the time of this recording, I've been doing an affirmation cha um, challenge now, if you're just catching this and we're now into uh, the middle of March, I'm recording this back in February and the affirmation challenge started in February, but we'll continue a little bit into March because I didn't start it right at the beginning of February. 
I'm doing this because I, um, I know the thought creates and I know the power of repetition and consistency. When you do the same thing, right, you can rewire the narrative. You can change the story in your head and, and you can change the story in your body. It's a deep cellular change. It's like a nervous system reset. Now, I am certainly not suggesting that using affirmations is the only thing that's needed especially when it comes to a nervous system reset. There are many, many, many things that you can do um, and working with a, you know, a, a mental health professional may be needed, okay? But affirmations are a nice little add-on. It's better than nothing, right? So I just wanna put it out there. It's not the be-all to end-all, but it certainly is helpful. The repetition and the consistency of doing a daily affirmation does seep in to your subconscious and it actually will begin to change the story in your head. I can tell you this from experience over time. So I've been doing this on my social media. Um, there are days, like I think I'm on day, I did day nine today, okay? On the date that this is recording. So if you follow me over on social media, it's the intuitive rising is my handle on all platforms. You can watch the reels on Instagram though, because Instagram doesn't like me to share the reel to other platforms. And if I do try to share them, they'll take the music or the voice, uh, the voiceovers off. So it's just a bit of a pain, but if you're on Instagram, and you don't already follow me, it's the intuitive rising. You could go back, even if you're listening to this in June, you could go back and find those reels and start with day one. It doesn't matter when you're receiving the message, only that you're receiving it. So uh, yeah, we're on day nine and I wanted to share kind of a funny story about that. Just, you know, intuition, how spirit speaks. So the deck that I used for the affirmations for day nine was from... Um, Miracles Now, which is an affirmation deck by Gabby Bernstein. And I, what I do when I'm shooting the reel is I lay the cards kind of spread out on my desk here to the left of me. And then I record myself intuitively choosing one to two cards and then revealing the cards and there's music and a voiceover on the reel. So, but before I, I spread the, the cards out on the table, I give the cards a really good shuffle. Um, and so I was shuffling this deck and a specific card popped out twice. Okay, so I'm shuffling, it falls out, shuffling, it falls out again. I kind of chuckled. I was like, okay, I got it, spirit. This is a message that I need to pay attention to. But right now I'm doing a collective message for everybody. Um, so, you know, I'm done shuffling. I spread the cards out. I intuitively pull one card. Let's share it with you. It's the qualities I dislike in others are disowned parts of my own shadow. Ouch. But yes, right. Um, yes. Sometimes, you know, how often have, have you ever heard, cause I've heard this, you're too much. You're too much. Like you're just too much. Or maybe you've been told you're not enough, right? Maybe you've felt that way, that you're too much or you're too little. It seems to be a commonality that the people that have come my way as clients seem to have this commonality with me in being, having this, having internalized this message that we are too much in some way. 
you can never be too much of yourself. Like you are just the right amount of yourself. How could you be too much of yourself? Like how? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> you are just enough of yourself. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because maybe somebody, maybe all those people that have been like, you're too much, you're too extra. Maybe you are triggering something within them that they haven't owned in themselves. Anybody that says you are too much is very likely repressing some part of themselves and they're like, well, whether if they're conscious of this or not, well, how dare she go out and be her old extra self and not care what I think when I don't give myself that freedom? How dare she, right? Um, and we can do this to other people in different ways, right? So this is just something to ponder on food for thought. So then I get to the second card and I'm, I'm kind of like, okay. And I heard in my mind's eye that one. So I know that's my intuition, but then my head afterwards, like, no, that one. But I'm learning to trust, right? I'm learning to walk the walk and talk the talk. So I chose the one that my intuition directed to me first. And I laughed out loud. And if you are, if you are going to guess that the card that I chose for the second card that was screaming to me was the same card that popped out of the deck twice. You would be right. It was. <laughs> so not only this, this a message for me, it was a message for all of us. So I'm going to share it. Happiness is a choice I make. Okay. Okay. There we go with the deciding. I decide. I decide. It's a choice. I decide to be happy. Nobody can make that choice but you. Yeah, maybe we think if I have this or do this or this or this or this, I'll be happy. But how often have you got exactly what you thought you wanted and you're still not happy? Happiness comes from within too. That's the secondary part of this message that I want to share. Yes, it's a choice you make, but it's also it comes from within. You can't give from an empty glass. So I love that because it, it, the story of it, just how it, you know, kept appearing. It was like, I will not be ignored. <laughs> and, and, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't card. Good for you, right? Um, you, I will not be ignored. And I, and I, I'm taking that as another piece, another little affirmation, another little piece of guidance for us today. I will not be ignored. And you should not, you should not. Keep speaking your mind, keep questioning, keep showing up for yourself, keep making mistakes, keep growing from them, keep learning. Your soul is essentially screaming, I will not be ignored. Okay, let's move on into a cool client story. So I want to spend some time today talking about animals that come through in spirit. Now, I know I've talked before about that I'm going to record. Sorry, I have a super itchy nose. So if you're watching me on, on YouTube, I can't stop scratching my nose. What does that mean? Itchy palm is money, right? What's itchy nose? It's got to be something good. Leave a comment. What does it mean when you have an itchy nose? <laughs> um, I am working on a totem animal uh, podcast 
but there's a book involved. I'm doing a lot of research. I'm reading a book, a really big book about it. Uh, and I want to finish all of that before I put that episode out. So today I still really want to talk about animals though, but I want to talk about the animals, our pets, our pets. Now I'm often asked, can you connect to animals in spirit? And the answer is yes, I can. Animals have souls too. Animals have a spirit. They have energy. Um, you know, this reminds me going back a few years, we're talking March of 2015. Okay, so we're going back eight years. We had two cats at the time. We, we have two cats now too, but we had two cats. We had one named Buddy and one named Elsa. We still have Elsa. Elsa is nine, now 19 years old. Um, she's incredible. But at the time, we had Buddy and Elsa. Um, and he was he was very healthy, even though they both were really healthy. No issues at all. Nothing to be worried about at all. He, was, he had just turned 13 back in 2015. And uh, we went out one day. And my husband and I went out somewhere. The kids were at school. We went out one day and when we came home, Buddy was sitting in the kitchen, kind of like half leaning against the fridge and his eyes were moving like back and forth. Like they were like rapidly, like moving back and forth. It was, it was weird. Okay. I'd like never seen an animal do this before. I certainly had never seen Buddy do this before. And he was making this noise, it wasn't really a meow. It was this noise I'd never heard before. It was like this keening almost. You know what it, keening means, right? Like the sound of somebody grieving. It was just this guttural noise and I'd never heard it before. And so we, I got like, I'm locking the door and putting the packages down and I make a beeline towards the noise and I find him with his, you know, his eyes moving back and forth and making this noise. And one of his, one of his legs, his hind legs was kind of just stuck out really stiffly. And I thought, what is going on? Right. So I immediately call the vet and they tell us we can bring him in. We drive him there and, um, they end up telling us that he has what they think they, that what they think's happened is he has had a stroke. Um, and so cats, uh, don't quote me if I'm wrong, because this is just going by, you know, my, my memory from seven years ago, eight years ago now. But, um, I feel like it was said to me that there's like a vein or like an artery or something that runs from the hind legs up into the heart, uh, in a cat, at least, I don't know if it's the same in other animals. And so, you know, his, his hind leg was sticking out. It was, it was stiff. Um, there was no blood getting to it. So it was cold. Like his leg, his foot was cold, but the rest of him was warm. So like the blood was not circulating there anymore. And this was devastating, obviously. Um, we were told, you know, they could go on and do a bunch of further testing and things like that. But, you know, for the most part, he's, you know, not going to live much longer. We could make the choice of taking him home for a little bit and just kind of nursing him and, you know, seeing Seeing how saying our goodbyes, making peace with it eventually is actually really what, what was happening. And so we said, okay, like we just need some time. Let us take him home. We got this special medication, like this dropper. Um, we had to feed him um, with a uh, syringe 
because he would not eat anymore. He would not drink. It was as if he was gone, right? It was like he forgot to do anything. Like he forgot to eat. He forgot to drink. Um, it was like he was not there anymore. Maybe he, if maybe it wasn't so much that he forgot, but more like, uh, he just had an instinct, like I'm, I'm dying. So I'm just going to let this happen because people talk about this with cats all the time, right? Like that cats will go and kind of, they know when it's coming they'll go and hide and they'll just allow themselves to go on their own terms. So I don't know if there was some of that happening too, but he definitely like, it just wasn't him. It was like he was gone. So we did this for about a week and he, you know, I would cuddle with him all the time and want to spend time with him, but he was gone. So there was not even like a reaction to me really, you know, like before he would purr or, you know, rub up against me and acknowledge me in some way, but he did not, um, except for the night before we were to go back to the vet and to put him to sleep. And so we had this plan. This is what's going to happen. And the night before my husband and I went to bed, we turned off the lights and it was a full week that he had been sick. So for, for a full week, he did not like jump up on our bed and sleep with us. And previous to this happening, to him getting sick, he was on our bed every single night, especially my husband. He'd like, my husband would go and like tap his side of the bed and he would jump up and lay with him until we fell asleep. And then he would go and sleep wherever he wanted to sleep. And we hadn't been doing that for a week because he was not reacting to us or even acknowledging us. But we get into bed and we turn off the lights on this last night that we had him and he jumps up on the bed. And not only did he jump up on the bed, I, I just imagine the strength it would have taken him to jump up on the bed because we had a really high bed at the time, high off the ground. But not only that did he jump, he got in between us by our heads, in between our pillows and laid there. And he purred and he purred and he purred and it was so loud. And I still to this day have a video. It's really just audio because it's black, right? Because it was the lights were all off. It was nighttime. And I recorded him purring because I thought, oh my God, Scott, he's saying goodbye to us. This is how he is acknowledging that he knows what's happening tomorrow. And he's saying goodbye. And I believe that with every, every ounce of my soul. So the next day, you know, he was, he was put down. My husband went uh, and did that. I didn't think that I could handle it. Uh, I said my goodbyes before. And then the kids went off to school and I did what I always do whenever I am grieving or sad. I ran the bath and I got into the bath and I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like thinking about him, reminiscing, shedding some tears. And I kept like seeing something out of the corner of my eye. And so I kept looking, but there was nothing there. But from the corner of my eye, I could make out a shadow that was the size of Buddy sitting near the door in the bathroom, which is what he would have done. If I had a bath during the day when my husband was at work and my kids were at school, he would absolutely come into the bath. Um, sometimes sit on the ledge, but more often than not sit near the doorway and just kind of look at me. I always said he was like, he was guarding me, right? Um, and I kept seeing that like a shadow 
out of the corner of my eye. I knew that was his spirit. I knew it was. I wrote down the time. I think I had it in my phone. I had my phone, so I like put it in my my notes. The time that this happened. Uh, and later on, I after I got out of the bath and stuff, I had called my husband and I said, do you know the time that that happened? And my husband said, well, you know, like uh, we would have got there at this time, uh, probably this time, right? And it was literally right around the same time. So I knew that his, his energy, his spirit was coming to say goodbye one last time to me. I trusted this. This was not the first time that I had seen spirit in, in a, in visually like, like a, like a shadow. So I've shared that, like, I am called what is called a mental mediums and I experience, uh, subjective clairvoyance. So that means that I am seeing spirit in my mind's eye. Okay. So just like if you close your eyes and I ask you to picture buddy, he was a tabby cat. He was medium sized with, um, short hair. He had a little heart shaped nose. He really did. It was shaped in a heart. He was white and brown and black and he had really, really beautiful green eyes. And he had a, 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 a he was just the sweetest little cutest thing. Maybe I'll share a picture of him on my social media. He also always looked like he had eyeliner on because it was always black around his eyes. And he just looked he looked discerning. That's the best word to describe Buddy. He always had kind of a serious look on his face. Uh, we used to judge, and, uh, or we used to joke rather and say like that he was judging us because I'd be like, why are you judging me? Right? Because just a look on his face. Um, you know, if you, if I asked you to picture that in your head, you probably could. So that is how I experience spirit. I will see someone, someone's come in, in my mind's eye slash what one might call your imagination, right? And I will see, clearly see things. And then I will relay them to the client and they'll be like, yes, that's exactly the person. I don't know how it happens. I can't explain it. I just know that it does. I just know that there is, it's like tell, um, it's telepathic communication with spirit, but there are some mediums that see spirit objectively. So it's called objective clairvoyance. So these are the people that will see spirit clearly in their physical eyesight, just as you would be looking at me right now on YouTube, if you're watching that clearly, but I am a spirit. Now I've never experienced that. I have experienced seeing spirit two to three times in my life, but it didn't come through as a full bodied person. Rather, it was a shadow. Now, I think this is because I don't really think that I'd want to see somebody in their full body as if they were a living, breathing person, but they weren't. They were in spirit. I, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. And I do believe that spirit only gives us what we can handle what we're ready for. I also feel like we can set boundaries with spirit. So obviously I've made it clear. I do not want to see you with my eyes. Please come through my mind's eye. But I knew to trust this with buddy. I knew that the shadow was him because years before, probably eight years before that, maybe I had, 
um, been going through something upsetting, a, a huge challenge and struggle in my life. And I was really upset about something. And I remember going into my bedroom and shutting the door and crying. Um, and I, in the corner of my room, I like near my closet, I could see a shadow person and they were the same height and bodies and stance and everything as my grandfather. And I knew that that was him um, energetically being present to help guide and assist me or at least provide comfort in what I was going through. And I knew, and as I say that, my arm hairs are standing up. I knew to trust that that was him. I intuitively knew that's my grandfather in the corner. So I experienced it then, and then I experienced with Buddy, and so I knew to trust it. I was just like, Buddy's here, he's here. My, I wish I, like you guys on, on YouTube, my arm hairs are standing up. Um, and so, yeah, I experienced him and I knew that he was there. And he comes and visits from time to time. I really, really feel him. Uh, and I, I do feel like he will be very present as Elsa continues to age and gets closer to transitioning to spirit herself as she is going to be 20 this year. <laughs> she, I have a history with cats, especially female cats. Uh, the cat I had when I was growing up, I got her when I was five. I named her Candy. I almost named her Panda. I remember that. She was not black and white. She was gray and white, but I almost named her Panda and at the last minute changed to Candy. And I got her when I was five, like I said, and that cat lived until I was 26. So she was 21 years old and my mom had her at that time and my mom ended up uh, putting her down because she was, you know, suffering. I don't know how much longer she would have lived otherwise, but, um, it was a, a, a full circle kind of moment because I got her when I was a child and when I went to say goodbye to her at my mom's house before my mom put her down, I was a mom myself. So I had had my daughter that same year and so I have pictures of me holding my daughter in one arm and candy in the other. And it was like, whoa, you know, like she's been with me. That little soul has been with me my whole life, has brought me to this moment now I'm a mother you know, and now we've got Elsa and Elsa was that, was that animal for my daughter. So, you know, I have pictures of Elsa and my daughter all the way from newborn to now. My daughter's 17, um, that they've just got that bond. So yeah, that loss is going to be tough, but I do feel like when it does happen, buddy will absolutely be around and I'll be able to perceive him for sure. Now I want to share like some some recent client stories. So I can remember a couple. I don't hold on to um, to readings that often. So because I I'm channeling. So it's not my active brain is kind of taking a back seat. My thinking, like my recall and all that kind of stuff is taking a back seat during channeling. That's the only way to be really an open, fluid channel is to not be actively thinking. So, and I notice if I get too much in my head and I'm trying to make sense of something with my own brain, the information does not come through as fluidly. 
And so I can catch myself and go, okay, hold on. I'm just going to take a couple extra deep breaths because I'm starting to get in my head and then I get back into channeling. But all that to say that I don't hold on to client readings. It would be much too difficult as well. And I do too many of them. Like we're talking thousands over the last four years. There's no way I could remember. But I do re I do uh, experience what I call like deja vu. So if I'm connecting to somebody new to me and all of a sudden I'll be like, I have a sense of deja vu that I'm with a spirit person that I've connected to before and then I'll, I'll bring them through regardless and, and start channeling and then at the end the person might go yeah the reason you were feeling that is because you connected for my sister or my mother before and that's the same person um so I I feel like a familiarity with spirit but um there are some client session pet stories that I can remember very clear as day and I would love to share one is just happened the other day uh there's one from many years ago i'll start with the one from many years ago i did uh intuitive guidance slash mediumship session so this is my combo session and is the most popular service i offer as it is long it's 90 minutes long and it's live the two of us together like this you're on that screen i'm here and uh, I do equal amounts of time between intuitive guidance for you and your life and then move into mediumship and bring through guidance from loved ones and spirit. And so I can move through uh, quite effortlessly from one part to the next. And it's it's beautiful. And, and it's if, if you're sitting on a reading and you're wondering, what do I start with? I would suggest that one because there's, there's so much good stuff, um, you know, the guidance for you as well as the mediumship. Um, so I think, I believe it was one of these readings, uh, we were connecting, I was doing intuitive guidance first, because I always begin with intuitive guidance in that session and I was connecting to her energy. And so I always tell my clients when I first start, uh, an intuitive guidance session, uh, as I'm connecting to the person's energy, I will sometimes bring what I call in random bits and bobs. And all that means is sometimes I'll get information, um, for them. That's very specific and valid and relevant but it doesn't always have context and it's just a way to go okay yes that makes sense yes that's right yes that's right yes as a way to say okay I'm fully with your energy like I built that I built that connection uh, and then we get into the more fluid uh, channeling and messages and so as I'm connecting to this person's energy I'm like do you have a cat and she said yeah and I said is he in the room? Like I couldn't see him on the camera. And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, for whatever reason, I am connecting to his energy. And I, I don't like, I just feel like maybe he wants to speak for a moment. Are you okay with that? And I think this is one of the first times that I connected to a living animal. Like I had connected to animals in mediumship sessions. Absolutely. But this was a living, breathing animal that like was like, Hey, Amy, the medium, can you take this moment to please speak to my owner on my behalf? Like it was really funny. Um, and she's like, yeah, of course. And so uh, first thing that came through was I said, okay, he keeps saying, I'm the king, I'm the king, I'm the king over and over again. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. And she started laughing. And I was like, what does that mean? Because he's not, he's not building upon it. Just I am the king. I'm the king. And she said, his name is Prince. 
he must think he's a king though he's not the prince <laughs> he's not a prince he's a king right and she's like that makes perfect sense for his personality and i'm like okay and then we we ended up moving into different things i believe something came in like something was bugging him that he was eating or something like that so you know if you are somebody that um has a living pet and you would like me to tap in and see what they want to say I can do that for you too, right? So there's animal, we'll add animal communication, communicator to my, um, to my, um, my accolades here, <laughs> to my abilities, I should say. Uh, yeah, I can do that for sure. So I thought that was hilarious. There's been many times over the years where I've connected to living animals. Uh, more often than not, I just get a sense of them in the room. So I will... I'll be doing a reading and I won't see the animal. I'll just be like, there's a such and such in your home, right? And they'll be like, yes. And I can just feel their energy. Now, something seems to happen too where uh, it happens so often. If there's an animal in your house when you have a reading with me, 80% of the time it's probably going to come through based on my past experience and say something or at least want to be acknowledged. But, you know, in the readings I do, the people's pets will want to be in the room with them when they're having a reading either like they've made their case before the reading where they're like no I'm not getting out of here I'm going to sit right next to you or they come in during the reading I've done so many readings where somebody's dog or cat has been scratching at the door and they have to go oh my god I'm so sorry I have to go tell him to go or whatever and I'm like no, no no you know what I bet he just wants to come in and he just wants to be involved because animals are so energy sensitive animals like spirit people people we love in spirit do not speak and have words right so there's telepathic communication happening between animals and between us and the animal right whether or not you you recognize it as such you know what your pet wants when it wants just by looking at it or you have a feeling like i don't know i feel like something's wrong with you and maybe they're not even acting sick, but you just have a feeling. It's this telepathic connection. Um, and so I feel like animals have that with each other as well. That they, that's just how they communicate, just like spirit people. Um, so recently I did a session. Now this was a pre-recorded mediumship. So pre-recorded sessions are when I am sitting alone by myself like this, go on Zoom, hit record, start to channel, do all this by myself and record it for you, okay? Now, this, this is my biggest, one of the biggest ways that I test myself. And, you know, this is me on the diving board and jumping when I do a pre-recorded reading because when you do a pre-recorded reading, you don't have that person in front of you to receive the information or to even give you something like you say something and they're like right like you there is some sort of acknowledgement as you go when you do a pre-recorded reading there's none there's i don't know anything about you i ha i haven't met you before i don't know anything about uh, at all about you so i've had people who have done signed up for pre-recorded readings and just given me their initials in, in the thing, right? Uh, in the intake form. And it doesn't matter. Energy is energy. Like if I set my intention to connect to the person that's bought this pre-recorded reading, 
say KW is the initials because that's what I keep seeing in my mind's eye. Uh, and they have purchased the reading and thereby have sent their, set their intention that they want me to do it. That's all that's needed. So that's happened once where, like, where then the person reached out to me afterwards on Instagram and they're like, so that was me. And I didn't want you to know it was me because not because I don't believe in you, but because I just really, really wanted to know without a shadow of a doubt that it doesn't matter what a medium knows about a person that it really is about intention and that you don't need to be in person. You don't even you don't even need anything. You just need the intention. And so then, you know, she she ended up having readings with me again afterwards, but one to one so that we could uh, communicate throughout. But it doesn't matter. And these are the ultimate tests for me because I am not getting any sort of validation whatsoever. And so I just have to fully trust in my abilities. I have to say, okay, I'm seeing this and say it and not doubt myself. And this is a big freaking deal because when you're sitting here by yourself in your basement recording a reading for somebody, there's nobody there to say, yeah, that's right. Nope. I think you're off a little bit. I think it might mean this. And you're just, just alone you and spirit and you just have to jump and you just have to trust yourself and so I did one of these on Friday maybe it was Thursday I don't know one day last week towards the end of the week and I sent it I emailed it after I finished and I had the most beautiful conversation uh over the weekend with the person, with the client who had received the reading and the validation that came through was amazing. It was so bang on. This client was really nervous to have the reading. She had never had one before, but she had been referred to me by somebody very close to her. So she trusted me, but she was still super nervous. And she told me that it was absolutely life-changing, that it changed her life, that the things that came through in the reading were things that she had been waiting to hear from her loved ones her whole life. These things were never said to her in life. And they were really specific, right? So we're not just talking about I love yous, very specific things that she had been waiting her whole life for her loved ones to say to her. And they did. And so it was just so healing. But we had some animals come through in this session. It's really fresh in my memory. So I feel like discussing it. Uh, I didn't know what animals she wanted. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't know any of that information, but I said, you know, I feel like I have an animal here. It's a small animal. I was describing the colors I was seeing. I often get a feeling whether it is male or female. Um, and so I was relating all this information and I said, I feel like it's a small dog, something that's got really short legs. I don't know what kind of breed this is, but it's small and it has short legs. And um, some of the things that were coming in were beautiful, like messages about being so happy that the dog, like this is coming from the dog's perspective. The dog was saying that he was so grateful that he got to be a part of their story, that he was you know, as much as they were chosen for him, he was chosen for them. And that, um, you know, he was so grateful to be a part of that story and the life that they built together. And he brought through this image. Okay, this is what I want to share with you. He brought through this image of 
like football paraphernalia. So like a t-shirt or something and it looked like some sort of flag or blanket or something that was really like all American football. Like this is what it reminded me of. This is what I perceived it to be. So I'm channeling it to my recording here to my screen and I'm like, I don't know if you really like football or if you guys ever have Super Bowl Sundays, but like I'm seeing this dog and he's talking about football. Um, and now he's bringing up that he has a short name and his name is like maybe four letters. And I don't know how this connects to football, but it's it's connected somehow. Something about New, New England. Like, I don't know if you guys are in New England. Like, I don't know what this is about. And then I said, now he's saying Snoopy, but he was giving me no context. Okay. So it's not like he was saying Snoopy is my name or something. Like it was just Snoopy. And I'm like, okay, I have learned to trust every single thing that comes through. I no longer doubt it. I don't need validation in the moment to know that it's true. I know that if I perceive it, when I'm connecting to a spirit person or animal, that it is truth. And if you are somebody that's developing your own mediumship, your own intuitive abilities and connections, we need to get out of our heads. We need to trust in order to be a divine channel, you truly have to get out of your own head and just say what is coming through. You don't need to know what Snoopy means. You just need to say Snoopy. So I said Snoopy. And then, and then you know, there was a variety of other things that came through with him. So then she shared with me um, some guidance. I won't tell you the dog's name because I don't want to sell, I don't want to identify the client in any way. The reason he was showing me football paraphernalia and something about New, e New England is because he was referring to the New England Patriots. Now, I'm not a big football person. I don't know anything about the New, New England Patriots, but he was trying to get me to that. The reason being is that Patriot was a part of his name. Okay. Now that's specific and that's random. That's not like that's not something that you would be able to pull out of a hat. You know what I mean? And that was the way that he showed it to me so that I could build this connection. Okay, I see football paraphernalia. There's something about uh, New England. Okay, now there's something about his name and his name is four letters. And because Patriot was his in his name, but they called him something short that was four letters from that name. And I'm just like, Oh my God, right? Like the intelligence of spirit astounds me how they're like, show this and then show this and show this and show this. Because if I just heard his name come through, like I heard Snoopy, I would not have known. I, I probably might've left it. I might've gone, yeah, this is nonsense. I don't know what this is. So he walked me through the process and he also did that for his loved one that was listening and receiving the message because they were able without a shadow of a doubt to go okay yeah that and that and that and that yeah he's telling you all that to get to this so the process is absolutely beautiful if you've ever doubted that animals are super intelligent like please stop doubting them because they are just as intelligent maybe a little bit more than we are And then she said, and the Snoopy thing, Snoopy was 
what he was telling you about Snoopy was that when I had to put him down, I wrapped him in a Snoopy blanket and I took him to the vet in the Snoopy blanket. <sighs> and I, I also remember saying in that reading around the time that I brought up the name Snoopy and I didn't connect it until like right now as I'm talking that he brought up a really well-worn, um, well-used blanket that was really, really, really soft. And I saw it on the couch and it had a lot of fur on it. Um, now, I, if I go back and I listen to that recording, I imagine that those two pieces of evidence came in really back-to-back -back or, or close together. Um, we need to pay attention as we're working with intuition, or if you're trying to connect to someone in spirit yourself, you're setting that intention. Uh, Pay attention to the order that things come in because they're intentional and they're trying to probably trying to build upon a certain piece of evidence to give it more, right? So that you get it. Um, they work so tirelessly. Spirit, people, and animals work so tireless, tirelessly to give us that information. And I imagine as someone in spirit, you know, the amount of energy it takes to get those signs through and to communicate, right? Because their vibration is like way, way up here as a spirit person. They're not bound by earth or by our, their physical bodies. They're like just right way up here. And so, you know, I have to raise my vibration to get to a certain place where I can perceive that information very fluidly. Uh, and this is why I kind of take a step out of my own brain and just be open. This is how I do it is to raise that vibration. The minute I get in my head, my vibration goes down here. So I have to stay up here. And then that spirit person or animal has to come down a bit and meet us so that that information can be relayed properly. <sighs> the messages that come through from spirit are just amazing. I've even had messages come through from like... Um, different wildlife and things like I've had like we've been talking about pets a lot today and I, I I anything I want this this episode to really drive home that your pet is absolutely intelligent and very and is telepathically communicating to you right like I have no no doubt at all I have no doubt that your pet can perceive your moods how you're doing if you need a little bit of extra TLC, I don't know about you, but some my cats can be quite aloof. The minute I'm not feeling well or I'm sad, they are on me like they're just on me, right? Sitting and staring at me. They know. They know what you need. Um, And so like, yeah, just pay attention to that. Communicate with your pet. Talk to them. See what they're trying to tell you. If your pet is kind of acting a little bit off or you think maybe something's bothering it, check in with your pet. Just simply set the intention. I want to connect to your energy. Let me know what's going on with you, right? I like to picture, I do what's called a body scan. So I like to picture the outline, the shape of the animal or the person if I do this in the case of a, a person. And I just kind of scan through and I see where 
the problem is or where the energy is. Now, recently with my husband, who is on a meditation journey of his own, he's been doing some um, mindfulness and listening to meditations and things. I was telling him about this body scan and he's like, oh, I was I was listening to a meditation and they were kind of saying, check in with your body, do a scan, where are you feeling the resistance? And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I, lo I love to hear it. But yeah, we can do that for ourselves. We can do that with our children. We can do that with our animals intuitively see what's going on this can just you know build our confidence in our own intuitive connection obviously it's no substitute for medical treatment if needed but if you're kind of like there's something off with my dog with his food you can tap into that right and you can see like if if that's the case or not what would be best for you what's bothering you right practice with that practice with that you may very well surprise yourself I want to quickly uh, share a couple cards that I just pulled previous to hitting record before I leave you for today uh, this is a deck uh, if you're watching on YouTube you can see it it's huge it's bigger than my head uh, if you're not watching on YouTube you're listening it's called the wild goddess oracle the box is huge, bigger than my head, as I said. There's a huge full-covered guidebook, which is also bigger than my head, and uh, there's a card deck. And so before I hit record today, I pulled two cards from here. I was guided to go to this deck for us, the listeners of the Soul Rising podcast, with a collective message that needed to be shared specifically to my listeners. So I have two cards. I am going to read them both. Um, the first card that we got is the healer. Well, of course, because we are healers, we are risers, we are healing ourselves and our world. Okay, I'm going to the guidebook now. Okay, there's a lot here, but I will read it to you. The healer sits on an altar deep within her pyramid sanctuary. She receives a transmission of advice on treatments, herbs, and remedies to be concocted and imbued with her curative powers. She knows that when the power to heal is sought, a higher power must be invoked or our efforts are doomed to failure. Well, that's kind of dark. <laughs> The appearance of the healer in your reading is an indication that you need to heal from the effects of a traumatic experience in the recent or distant past before the situation you have asked about can be resolved to your liking. You need to acknowledge that there's something wrong. Acknowledging this is strength, not weakness. It's interesting because we just talked about doing a scan, okay? Considering, uh, hold on. Yeah, and then that just talks about considering talking to a mental, mental health professional if you are having trouble. But essentially, this is bringing forward a message that there's things that we need to heal from. Now, I'm not bringing up anything dark. You know, the, I, I actually don't really enjoy the message here in the guidebook because I find it a bit fear-based, um, which is interesting because I didn't find this deck like that before. But I want to move from that to some of the gentle healing guidance that they have here. Okay, so it says sit down comfortably in a quiet spot. Uh, and so if you're doing this for somebody else, say say you are, say your dog, your cat, not well lately or is 
experiencing some sort of tummy upset or something like that. Uh, they're asking you to think about that person or that animal. Sit down with maybe a photo or just a name of that person or animal in front of you. Uh, this does bring up crystals if you have crystals. So if you have crystals, take your crystals one at a time in both hands and briefly warm them while imparting wisdom, healing, and loving energy in each. We don't need a crystal. Remember, we I talked about this before. You can crystals yes do have healing properties absolutely i'm not going to argue with you about it but i do believe that we when we assign something a meaning to something we then infuse it with that energy so we can make something as simple as this ocean rock which i found in my home in nova scotia at the uh, beach the last time i was home we can take something like this so we can set our intention that this is healing and therefore it is. Okay, we can infuse the healing into what we already have. I want to be the type of channel, the type of medium, the type of podcaster that empowers you to use what you have. Okay, so if you don't have a deck of Oracle cards, get a piece of cardstock and create some messages yourself doesn't matter where the card comes from. It's the intention. It's the ritual associated with it. If you don't have crystals, go collect something from outside that you enjoy, that you like the feel of, and infuse it with healing yourself. Gently place the crystal or the rock on top of the photo or the name. Close your eyes and imagine gentle healing love and light flowing into the person photo or name think about the body mind and spirit as healthy and vital filled with energy and glowing with wellness if this ritual is for you imagine how good you will feel imagine light filling every part of your own or the other person's body and eliminating anything that needs to be eliminated if there's a specific healing that you desire focus energy on healing that see it say it feel it believe it Say, I send healing love and light to fill in the blank. This positive healing energy will help to restore balance. Take a few deep breaths and slowly open your eyes and come back to yourself. This is so aligned with a card that I pulled for myself this morning. I pulled from the Woodland Wardens. It's right here. So I can really quickly show you Um show you this deck. I just want to show you how aligned with it it was. So I pulled um, the deer and the oak card and the cards is healing. Uh, and so what this card is about is rest and re restoration. Um, moderation and mindfulness are key as you recover from trauma or a period of intense exertion. How do I rest and recharge? What practices nourish my soul? So those are questions I leave you to ponder food for thought as you move into the rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed some of my spirit animal stories and I hope that you are well and you are doing wonderful things. I feel in this moment, I just really quickly want to channel a message. It feels as if it wants to throw, flow through me. Okay. 
hold tight. I did tell myself, I did tell you, I did declare and decide that I was going to be an open channel for some information. So it's wanting to flow right now. Whew, the first thing that I feel is my hands are getting very, very warm. And I'm seeing this really um, flowy, rushing. It's not water, it's energy. And it's like the lightest, it's almost like mist. It's misty. It has a misty quality or like a cloudy quality. Um, very bright colors, like the colors of the rainbow. Okay, I want you to imagine that this cloudy, rainbow-colored mist. It's very subtle, okay? So it's just coming towards you. And it's wanting to envelope you. It's wanting to wrap you up. I want you to imagine this in your mind's eye as we are going. If you're driving or you're busy right now and you can't close your eyes, it's okay. You can, you can do what you're doing and imagine this with your eyes open if you can. And if you would like to take a moment and just do it later and put this on pause, you can. But if you're in a position to close your eyes and to take a few deep breaths at this moment, I invite you to join me. I have my eyes closed. I'm just going to take a few deep breaths. We're going to imagine this beautiful, misty, cloudy, rainbow-colored energy wrapping us up very warmly like a really warm towel that's just come out of the dryer. This is what the energy feels like to me in this moment. It's very comforting and it's weighty. It has a quality to it that even though it feels almost translucent or weightless, it's actually weighty. There's a heaviness to it, but in a comforting sense, like if somebody's applying pressure to you or, you know, giving you a warm embrace or you have a weighted blanket on and it really kind of provides this perfect amount of pressure. And it feels like you're being reset. It feels as if Spirit, Spirit is saying, I am holding on to your worries, to your pain. Hand it over for just a moment. Allow yourself to be held in this moment. Take a deep breath and just allow yourself to be held and supported, comforted. You're not alone. You don't have to do this alone. We are always there with you. When you are feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling frazzled, and stressed out, when your mind is swirling, take a moment and imagine this 
beautiful energy, this rainbow colored energy wrapping around you, giving you a moment's respite. You've been carrying too much. You have the ability to heal yourself. You have the ability to take a moment and imagine passing over, handing over your worries for just a moment. Remember to breathe. Deeply breathe from your belly. Know that you're not alone. The more you connect to your breath and your body, the more your sense of peace inside will trickle out to the world outside of you and in your interactions with other people. Pay attention to people that want to help you right now. Learn to ask for help and learn to receive it. You are meant to help each other. You are not against each other. Learn to discern what is yours and what is not. Remember to breathe, dear one. Remember to breathe. Ooh. I definitely, as I was doing that channeling, I was feeling a lot of movement in my stomach, in my torso. I could feel energy move. Um, something I learned when I was taking uh, level one and level two Reiki was that it's not uncommon when you're doing Reiki to you know feel energy move within you or to want to release energy. Sometimes this can be like um, you know gurgles in the stomach. Um, you might feel like burping right like it's just a release so it's interesting because I was feeling although I was I did not infuse that channeling with Reiki uh, it was just a spur of the moment um, a spur of the moment channel I did feel things kind of wanting to be 
lifted and released from my stomach. Maybe you feel the same. Maybe you felt the same. I also want to share this beautiful piece with the rainbow, the colors that were coming in. Something that it's funny because the reading I just referred to a moment ago, the one about the person with the dog and the Snoopy blanket, she had shared with me um, because I, I had taught, I had connected to someone in spirit for her that was very close to her and that she had cared for um, as they were transitioning to spirit. And as that was happening, this loved one in spirit had shared some things that they were kind of feeling and seeing as they were in the process of passing. And one of those things was color. And I brought up color because um, I had said that I had said that in the reading, you know, like um, colors not of this world is the wording that I used. And she had shared with me, this client had shared with me that that is something that that loved one had said exactly the same words, colors not of this world. Her hairs are standing up. Now behind my desk here, I keep looking at it, there's a photo on the wall, uh, a phrase, a quote that I had printed for myself soon after I launched my business. And it's just a, a reminder for me. And it's a quote that came in for me the first time I intentionally channeled a message from spirit and it was a message received um, for a friend but also very much for myself and it's a message that my spirit guides have given me time and time and time again as a reminder as a reminder to continue to be authentic and true to myself and live according to my rules and what feels right for me. And that quote is, why live in black and white when you can live in techno color? Why do you wanna live on the hamster wheel of life in the status quo when you have the ability to live in techno color? to tap into the spirit world as a divine channel and see the beauty all around that is right at your fingertips. And so I think about that all the time. Yeah, like why would I wanna live in black and white? Why would I wanna live in the status quo when I can live in techno color? And so I wanted to share that because of this, the specific color of the energy that I saw I can't tell you the last time I saw rainbow colored energy come my way. Usually a color associated that comes through. Often when I'm doing Reiki healing, I see blue and green energy, sometimes golden, but rainbow, no, not in a while, not ever, maybe. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Keep rising. Bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, 
please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.